0: Hey, hey, everybody, it is Tim Gillette, and we are back with another Tim Gillette show. That's right. I I found another cool person. In other words, I found another cool person that I want to interview today. We love to have fun and get to know people. Now, today's guest, I really know maybe that much about. I... Connected with her through some other friends we have and uh, had an interesting story. So I heard and really, I mean, if they're cool people, I want to meet them. I want to interview them. I want to have a good time on a podcast with people I don't know. That way I get to know them. Anyway, today's guest is just that. Someone who is cool. Someone who has a cool name, website, by the way. All right. And I I understand she's got some interesting things about her and her life, which we're all going to find out live on air so let's bring up terry kerr terry kerr. I, I i i actually said it right oh my god the first yeah. time this is the first time for everything anyway so terry nice i understand that you live in uh Canada. canadian
1: yes i do <laughs> i'm in victoria british columbia which is oh. in Canada
0: i thought it was all i thought it was just all canada i thought once you went north that was just all canada just like all south of us is mexico
1: right yes
0: Uh, well you know i'm i'm in texas all right so to me all right there's texas and then there's the rest of the united states
1: of course because everything's bigger in texas right
0: no we're just better okay (laughs) so um, and I actually understand that, you know what I mean? You've actually been to our part of the woods based on some of the things you do, I hear.
1: Oh Well, I have. Actually, it's funny. I actually have only been to Texas, tech- well, I've been to Texas twice in my lifetime. Once mm-hmm. I drove through the panhandle when I was 18 years old.
0: That doesn't count as Texas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my memory of that was I was in a, a convertible Mustang with a buddy And we stopped at a gas station and I grabbed some gummy worms like those gummy worms. And we had another friend behind us and I was throwing them out the window and they were splattering on their window because it was so hot that my gummy worms were melting as we were driving. That's my memory. My other time I was actually there for a hockey tournament. If that's not a Canadian thing, I don't know.
0: (laughs) I I figured you would have been here for the e-women conference, but anyway. I
1: haven't. You know, I haven't. I've never been to the e-women conference. So that's... Hopefully I will be able to come in August um but I've never been able to make it.
0: So the E-Women conference I got to tell you this all right I know uh, Kim and Sander personally all right it just it's weird all right I've known the Yanceys and known them part of the business community of Dallas for 20 years right Uh you know not not you know relationship close but known who each other were right Um never a part of E-Women until my friend Craig got into E-Women and connected me to Tony Caruso which is out in California and he's now a very very good friend of mine. And she said they were here for the summit uh, or for the conference. She said, come on up and visit. We're at the conference. And I, I, so I go up and visit. She introduced me to Jens Johnson, who was the then chapter managing director here in Dallas. And Jens now are our, our great friend. But Jens is not a managing director anymore. But like, and that's how I got into E-Women. Like, well, there you go. Yeah, it's like, okay, I know the people who started this thing, but I never once bothered, you know, hey, come to a conference, go check out a chapter, anything like that.
1: Hmm. Well, there you go. Are you an actual member?
0: Yes, I am an actual member. I I I helped uh, Jen's when she was there as as part of her board until basically uh, my business got so busy I had to go. I'm sorry, Jen's. I can't. I can't do this for you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but Jen's got busy too. I understand and had to had to step away from being manager and director. So yeah, it just had happened. That's yeah. the good thing about when you get any women. I heard you get busy. Y-
1: yes, you do. <laughs> Yeah, you do, for sure.
0: If that's not an advertisement to go join something right there, all right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so, you know, what is it that you do for a business, all right, outside of eWomen?
1: <clears throat> well, um, like I said, my name's Terry. I am an executive coach and empowerment strategist with the Unstuck Duck Coaching. Mm-hmm. And basically, I work with women entrepreneurs mostly. I do work with the odd man entrepreneur as well um, that struggle with self-sabotage and procrastination and those things that hold us stuck in the muck and help them to get unstuck from the muck to the magic. I, you know, actually, I, I, just a heads up. I throw a lot of duck references out there just because of the name of my business, but I, I, let me know if I go waiting pretty deep.
0: In other words, duck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that anything like my favorite thing at my conferences I do? Squirrel.
1: Yeah. I have a girlfriend that calls him the purple chicken in the room. It's like, <laughs> it just went by. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, but I mean, was, was the duck thing? Was it something that you like, you know, that you took to as a kid that made you, I want, I want duck.
1: You know what? No. So I came from a corporate background and uh, when I, I decided to, I'm a cancer survivor. When mm-hmm. I was done with all of that, I decided to switch my life and became a coach. And as I was doing that, I was speaking to a branding friend of mine. And she's like, who's your ideal client? And I said, I just want to help people get unstuck. And I was reminded of this kid's book that my kids loved when they were younger. And it was called One Duck Stuck. And it was about a duck that got stuck in the muck. And no matter what she did, she couldn't get out. She was like, It was a counting book. So, two moose clomp to the duck, no luck, still stuck. And, uh, you know, ultimately, spluck, she gets unstuck. And so, at the end, there's spoiler spoiler alert on the spoiler alert. (laughs) But um, what I know about myself uh, very clearly is that I'm a creative person. And the idea of having a business that was like Terry Kerr coaching was just not going to fly for me. I needed something a little bit more creative and fun that I could play with in the branding uh, that had metaphors that I could use. And I have this idea when I think about my clients, it's almost like when they have their one foot stuck in the muck and the other one's paddling around in circles and they're just Mm -hmm. getting nowhere. So helping them to extricate themselves from that muck that holds them stuck. And so the unstuck duck was hatched. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So yeah. And it's a ton of fun. I really, I get, I get a lot of people just being like, hey, tell me, tell me a little bit more. And you know what? As a business person, you kind of want that. You want people to be intrigued and ask the question, like, what's that all about? What does that mean? And it always, great, great conversation starter. Uh,
0: you know, I would actually create like a, a rubber ducky type song, you know, sing at my events with the squeaky toy. On. I would, I'm just goofy like that. I would do something. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, uh, well,
1: I, help, I help people get their ducks in a row. Yeah,
0: yeah. So. I was thinking when you said ducks, all right, that maybe you were like you know, like me. There, I have I have a likeness to a duck as well, all right. You see, from here up, it's all nice and calm. Underneath here, yeah, yeah. You know, you know the business type. Yes, yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> uh, got a million things going on at one time, all right. Have you ever gotten to the point where you had a million things going on at one time, and you go, oh my gosh, uh, I am like a duck, all right.
1: Calm, but keep moving. Yeah. All the time. I mm-hmm. mean, like for me, I think about the ducks in my head that quack, like the quack, 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 that full chatter that's happening mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, generally the best thing I can do when I get to that state is just to be, I, well, I can get, cre- if I feel stuck, I'll get creative mm-hmm. and move mm-hmm. forward in a creative way. And then it kind of loosens everything up a bit. But if I get overwhelmed, the best thing I can do is like, just Zen the duck out. Like it's like, you know, and um, that's going to be
0: my quote of the day. Zen the duck out.
1: Zen the duck out. (laughs) Yeah. And surrounding myself with people like I actually had a conversation earlier. I've had several conversations today and there's been a theme to it. So let's just go there, shall we? Um, Just about being in alignment with who it is that I want to be instead of what I want to do. So um, I left corporate when I when I left when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, actually, I would I had just finished doing my master's degree. I was working full time as a fundraiser for like 60 to 90 hours a week, like crazy job. I had, you know, tournament coordinator registrar for the Hockey Association, raising two elite athletes that ate 18 times a day. And, you know, running my family as a you know, very well oiled machine. And, you know, when I was kind of hit by that brick, I was like, "Whew!" you know, I don't going forth, I don't want to be in the hustle. Like mm-hmm. I wanna slow down. I want to be able to enjoy my day and not just my life, but like my day, mm-hmm. my one-on-one interactions with my dog to be present for that. Um, to have my kids when they do come home, because they're now 18 and 21, and you know, there's you're girls. not
0: gonna see them until they're 30. I'm just saying. You know?
1: <laughs> But when I do have them, I'm present instead of being like, oh my gosh, you know, blah, 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 I got to do all these things. So yeah. anyway, there's life's too short. Life's too it, short yeah. to be miserable and unfulfilled.
0: It is. All right. And, and, you know, I've learned to enjoy life. I've learned to make fun of things so that I actually, I've got a lighter side to go, okay, you know, um, and I'm sure the ducking probably got to be with that with you, but like, you know, I, I let, I let things pass like water off a duck's back to make duck more, more duck metaphors, like water off a duck's back. I let it pass. Um, and like, you know, if someone come up and said to me, how do you like your ducks? I'm like, you usually like to cook it over the grill, but anyway, uh, no, (laughs) you know, how do you like duck tastes like chicken? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a barbecue guy too. If you can't tell. Um, so, you know, how long have you been into the coaching business? All right. How about how many years ago this, this, this process start?
1: (laughs) Well, I got, I would say January, 2019. Okay. So well, I really became into my own during the pandemic.
0: Mm, wow! Because
1: at the beginning, I had actually decided I originally wanted to coach survivors, mm-hmm. cancer survivors, to get you know that moment where you go back to work and you realize you're not the same person. That was who I wanted to be coaching. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was I didn't really want to go back there. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really want to. I found that I was it was bringing up stuff for me. And then the pandemic hit, and I was a member of the E Women Network um, at the time, and I started offering for like that first time, first first thing in the morning, a reason to get up in the morning. Like it was our time to rise calls, and we did. I said to everybody, "I'm on Zoom at nine o'clock. If anybody wants to join me, come." And we yeah. navigated that beginning of the pandemic together. And what I learned was that all of the tools that I had were really applicable to entrepreneurship and, you know, not just cancer survivors, but like people that have been through something and this is the perfect something to be through. Right.
0: Yeah. So helping
1: people to, to, you know, as, as, as a person that, that has a lot of squirrels, you know, I I can get sidetracked and I can self-sabotage the best of them. Like I procrastinate and my inner chatter and the the ducks in my head that quack and tell me that I'm not good enough and I'm not able to do this. Like, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great. (laughs) It's been an awesome pandemic. Awesome. But it's been great because I've also been able to connect with people from all the way around the world. And I never would have had that opportunity if I was in person.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I've noticed that too. I was like, I was just, I was just commenting with a friend. I'm, I'm, I'm working with another friend and we're going to start uh, another, another eWomen member who I think you're friends with on Facebook is her and I are going to start doing a podcast together of a, you know, online banter between each other because we're both in online marketing and uh, we're talking about that and, 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 and the whole, you know, weirdness of, of what the pandemic has done. All right. And how uh, this world just uh, like changed us so much and yeah. Um, and I just had a a brain fart. I just went, my mind went, that happens a lot. Anyway,
1: we were talking about having another podcast with another e-women member. Well, yeah,
0: I'm always doing podcasts, by the way, but getting on (laughs) podcasts and the actual idea that we have now changed most of our businesses from, Hey, I'm dealing with the people here in North Dallas or in your case, uh, you know, in up there and, and, and Canadian land, (laughs) uh, So I'm just gonna up with this Up there in, in, in your town. And, and, you know, we take it from a small thing to now we're dealing with people all around the world. I interviewed, not yesterday, two days ago, I interviewed a good lady from New Zealand. I'm like, uh, you know, and I built my company in 2010 to work with the American entrepreneur. Like, now I've got audiences in Italy and Ireland and why? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we didn't think about that. But we never, we, we, you know, I mean, I, I personally feel it's it's like this thing that God says, okay, you know, Terry, you're really good at this. Let me give you the tool of Zoom, all right? And now you're not touching just the neighbors on the block. I want you to touch the world. Go. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it, you know, for those people that have have stayed stuck in that small thinking, mm-hmm. um, it. I mean, I can understand that some people may be like, wow, this is a lot, and I'm just going to hole up and you know. Pass me a Twinkie on the on the couch and watch some more Netflix. And what's the next best thing to binge? And I um those people that have stepped into this space of you know I now have a message that I can get out to the entire world, and I have the opportunity to have clients in New Jersey and Saskatchewan. You don't want nice
0: clients in New Jersey? I've been there. <laughs>
1: well, oh, I they really do need your help. New Jersey. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. That was a total sidetrack. I had to go. With. No,
1: it's good. But also yeah. the collaboration piece. Like yeah. I've met people through E Women. Um, like I was speaking. Do you know Susan Trumpler?
0: That name rings a real big bell. Yeah. Yep.
1: She should be on your show. Um. She is with Unstoppable Women in Business, mm-hmm. and she's in Atlanta, I think. Okay. And you know, she. We're just like so connected, so connected. And I never would have met her if I didn't have this this whole thing. And I actually became managing director in August. So I was, I've only done it in the online space. I took over from my predecessor in August. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why I hadn't been to conference yet.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, I think like our our managing director, which is Suzanne Johns now, that's what she did in this whole pandemic thing is when she took over and it's like, you know, I, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Poor Suzanne. I haven't seen Suzanne in person since we've done since we've done this. You know I mean, it's really it, it, it it's it's a sucky thing. But anyway, the the pandemic though, um, really, if you look at it, and the fact that you know what I mean, your whole whole thing and whole metaphor of of, of getting unstuck. Oh my God, so many people. This was foreign to them. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and they needed it. Uh, you know, I can help them with the business side, but the life issues that come with it. I couldn't help them with that's where I'd have to refer them to you because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't help. Them. To me, life issues are get over it. Uh, that's the way I was raised. Well, guess what? 90% of the world wasn't raised that way,
1: <laughs> or they were, and it wasn't serving them.
0: Well, yeah, they, they walked away from it and they didn't. From, but you know, and, and that I assume became one of the top things for you because basically the whole world was basically thrown into a mud pile and yeah. you know
1: you know what's the great equalizer it's just the same as all these people we're on zoom with
0: mm-hmm. i have mm-hmm. no
1: idea how tall short fat wide skinny you know i know nothing about them other than this box yes. and it's a great equalizer yeah. you know um it's bringing people that are always have always been able to walk into a room and command the room they still have to be like dude you're unmuted like or whatever you know or like having their cat come in <laughs> jump on their <laughs> Uh, you know, suddenly we're all humans, you know, suddenly we're all in the same pond and it's just, you know, we,
0: yeah, we, we all got, we all got put down into a box and uh, for the first time and ever, uh, first time. And as long as I can remember, I've never seen so many dry cleaners go out of business because they don't, we, we, we don't need to press our pants anymore.
1: I know. Well, it's funny. I was thinking, you know, every spring I usually do a kind of a changeover of my clothes as to whether I've, you know, worn them in the past year. Yeah. Well, that pretty much got rid of my entire closet because I've been in yoga pants and T-shirts and hoodies for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, and my, yeah. My first speaking gig, I did my, my pajamas on and my shirt and jacket on, but my pajamas were my bottom. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's the first time ever I can speak in my pajamas. I'm doing it. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, it finally avoided the rule for me. Um, I I don't wear a suit. I wear jeans, and it's in my speaking contract that I will speak to your group, but I wear jeans. All right, and for the first time, no one ever has to has to uh, has to has to uh, complain about that clause anymore. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, I think you know one of the things that has those people that have been successful,
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and success is relative. Like whether it's successful financially or successful in fulfillment. Um, you know, feeling are those people that have really stepped into their own space, Mm -hmm. the people who have, you know, kind of kicked the cookie cutter to the curb and become their own cookie. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: those people that have realized what's important to them. Um, they and like somebody said to me at one point, because I'm such an extrovert, they're like, Oh my gosh, this pandemic must be killing you. I was like, No, you know what? I get to be interacting with people that I intentionally want to spend time with. And it's deepened my relationships. It's deepened my communication. It's deepened my interactions with people in a much more fulfilling way. It's been awesome. Like, it's been awesome. I don't have to small talk at the rink. I don't have to small talk at the grocery store. I don't have to you know, have these conversations. Particularly, I was thinking about my previous job. Mm -hmm. If I had to be on Zoom with those people that I worked with, You know, one-on-one, love them all. They're all awesome. But if I had to go into the same meeting box for the entire day of work, I would have slit my throat by now. Like I, and and it, every time with, with entrepreneurship (laughs) being like this, every time I start to think, oh my gosh, what have I done? Or, you know, I just have to remember that if I was in a Zoom hell with my previous, position i you know there you can pay me triple to go back like no thanks new
0: so yeah my my wife got uh you know i mean basically i got another company to ask her to come in and 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 to to start a new company competing with her old company and like was was you know what they say like well what do they call the term like basically you know shopped or whatever to find her and 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 Mm -hmm. brought her in because she was top in her industry and it's like the middle of a pandemic, she's going off to start a million dollar company with a new company. I'm like, whoa, I wish mm-hmm. I had that those kind of guts. I'm, you know, I'm glad my wife does, but I don't have that kind of guts to go try to mm-hmm. do that. I, I, in a pandemic, I would have stayed stuck in whatever I was, I was like, oh, I, I got to stay in my box. How mm-hmm. many of your clients are just like me? Oh my God, I got to stay in my box.
1: So many. And it's, <laughs> well, the ones that I... Yeah, people that come to me, I like to think of the comfort zone as like two wet blankets. Okay, one on top, one on the bottom. And it's the most you want to be, do or have of any particular thing. And the least you want to be, do or have of any particular thing. So say, you know, and the comfort zones in the middle. So imagine, say, money, right? So as soon as our bank account gets below a particular line, there's that anxiety of like, whoa, this is uncomfortable. I'm going to do whatever I can to get myself back up into that comfort zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the same goes with the top, like above that line for entrepreneurs, for all people, above that line is like our hopes, our dreams, our successes, our you know aspirations. And it's scary up there, too. Mm-hmm. But that's where the juice is, right? So looking and going, OK, so with an, as an entrepreneur, OK, I'm going to be wildly successful. And then it's like, whoa, this is uncomfortable. I'm going to, you know, start or even just starting to get out of my comfort zone, starting a new podcast, starting a new program, offering myself out in a totally different way, pivoting my business from, you know, brick and mortar to online. Anytime you go through a change, any kind of change, there's that like, whoa, this is like super interesting and I'm not so sure I'm comfortable here. And then this stuff starts going, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe. Let's you know, start. And then the nasty side will also be like, you're not good enough to be there. This is not your space. Get back in your hole. So but the thing about those blankets is they're suffocating. Nothing grows in, in this comfort zone. Nothing yeah,
0: I, I, I can't say that I've grown in there. Um, uh, and I, I personally have ways I try to set myself up so I don't get stuck there. And, and I think more people should have something, a, a system. So like you said, I, I like how you use that analogy. All right. When you get down with the bank account and it goes low, I, I don't, I don't have that system, by the way. I don't know what's in my, I know what's in my business account to pay the business bills, but like in our personal account, I don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that does make me not spend money. So basically Like my wife and I'll go out to dinner. She's like, like, take me out to dinner. And I'm like, okay, uh, McDonald's? Uh, Because I'm like, I don't want to spend money I don't have, right? And Mm -hmm. I don't know how much is in the bank account. But we both have very big dinner spending. We go get sushi for the two of us and it's 250 bucks. Uh, (laughs) You know, we have expensive taste, all right? You
1: just go to the beach and grab it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's like, we both have expensive taste, but I'm like, I'm like Mr. Not spend money. Cause I've always looking at my business account. Well, yeah, I may have, you know, so many thousands in there, but like, that's got to pay this bill this month. So I don't even think about it. So that makes me work all the time. So I never, I never reach the bottom thing of, oh, I got to work harder. I'm always working. I set that up. Mm-hmm. It's the part that I go above. If I go above and realize, okay, I got to, let's just say, I got a million in the bank. I can relax, man. If I we knew that, that, I would, I would relax and stop working.
1: You think that, but you look at all powerball winners and how quickly they go broke.
0: No yeah. that's the problem with it is it right? like I just I, yeah you know, I, I can't do that. That's my stuck thing that I've got to watch is not getting too comfortable up because the too comfort will kill me more than the get back to work not comfortable. you know what I mean And mm-hmm. that too comfortable really every time will sink my ships. And, uh, you know, I mean, I a couple of years ago when we branched out with our new brand and everything, I talking with my coach. I was creating a new event, branching out to, you know, a, a new brand, just bought this condo and we were rebuilding it. And it was twice the size of our old condo. We, but we weren't selling that condo. We were going to rent it out. And mm-hmm. our rentals. Our renter moved. As soon as we put the contract down on this place, before we even started the construction onto it. Our renter moved out, so now we have three properties. None of them making money for us, mm-hmm. All right. and that's not uh,
1: super comfortable.
0: No, it wasn't. Yeah, so I had I I was I, like I sat with my coach and I go, well, every time I've ever done this branch out, I always hit this and I and I fail. And my coach sat me down with it and he says, let's talk let's talk numbers here. Okay, what's the worst? Let's let's paint the worst case scenario, and I did that that worst case scenario picture for me calmed me so much when Mm -hmm. he said now that you know what the worst case scenario is is it that bad i'm like no actually i could survive that rather well Mm -hmm. um and and you know i don't know if you have to do that and your coaching is to get people to go into that well what's the worst case what's the worst that can happen yeah you know
1: i actually you know my sons like i said my boys are hockey players And there was, there's a time when my son was trying to decide between two options, two different teams. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, this coach is good at this and this coach is good at that. And, you know, this one I'm billeting and this one I'm, you know, boarding and this one, there's all these different options and he just couldn't make a decision. And I said, okay, but it was the worst case scenario worst. And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't play. And I was like, okay. So you get, you go to the, one of these two places, and you get hurt. Let's say you get hurt. Yeah. The worst case scenario. Do you want to be in a billeting situation, not playing? Do you want to be in a boarding situation, not playing? Like, you get hurt. Where are you? Where are you going to be? And and he's like, okay, well, I'm not planning on that. But if all else fails, I'll just come home. And I'm like, yeah.
0: Mom will take you back. I'll yeah. Take
1: you back, sweetheart. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's it's a super effective strategy to say, okay, because the thing is, the swirl happens. Right. And we're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And and we're not looking at the actual data to say, what is the absolute worst thing? You know, as an entrepreneur, the worst thing that can happen is you have to get a job. Don't, that could don't, be the worst. Hey, hey,
0: that's a four-letter word on this show. Careful. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, but like if if that's the worst thing, yeah. you know, the worst thing for me would be having to go back to that corporate bureaucratic hell that I was at before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the worst possible thing that could have happened or could happen to me, and you know, I mean, I mean, there's obviously there's worse things. I mean, there's you know, homelessness of and not having you know, whatever. Anyway, I didn't need to go there. Yeah. But, you know, if that's the worst case, you know, I can handle that. I've been there. I've done that. I know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And I've moved on and I can make a different choice. Mm-hmm. I can make a choice at any given time.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting you say that, Terry. Um, you know, I sold my car. I had a car wash business sold in 2004, 2005. And like eight months later, I was homeless living on someone's couch. Eight months after selling a million-dollar company, I'm homeless, sleeping on someone's couch, and it mm-hmm. comes back to I told you my comfort saying, "Oh, I got this. I'm good." Yeah,
1: um, it might be why you have the strategies you have now with money.
0: Probably. So right, we uh, learn yeah. and we
1: create strategies about it. Eight. Yeah.
0: So eight months later, you're living. I'm living on someone's couch. All right, and and, and just looking at my life, going, "Man, I I, know, ah. I went from there uh, within four years to owning sub re- rental properties. All right, and digging back out of it." And I remember I, my, I worked part-time at the time at Starbucks and uh, I want to say this has been about five or six years ago. This happened. The Starbucks that I have by my house now, one of the guys was there who was one of my bosses when I started at Starbucks. And I came in after like a, a good coaching day where, I mean, a good day where I ran my coaching program. I think I sold like six or seven masterminds, you know, and I mean a big paycheck.
1: You're to celebrate with a frappuccino. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm celebrating with a frappuccino. And he's like, you're in a good mood. And I not thinking blurred out the number. Like this is the number I made today. All right. And I thought like for a second, why did I do that to him? Like I, I now I'm there criticizing myself. Why did I do that to him? This guy knew me when I was homeless. Mm-hmm. Am I bragging to him or am I what? And then immediately I started backtracking it. I uh, like, well, yeah, you know, I was a business person before I worked for you. And he turned around to me and he goes, Tim you're successful. I'm proud of you. It's good. You're okay. And I'm like, this is a kid who was my boss when I worked for Starbucks is sitting there giving me a coaching session. Go, No, Tim, you're successful. I'm proud of you, man. That's awesome. I'm glad you had a great day. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll take my Frappuccino now. It's It's
1: so funny how, how often we, we, we don't celebrate how, when we've made it, because we have this this is again it's a scarcity model right it's that thought of you know i have this awesome thing and it's going to get taken away from me yeah and i'm going to lose it and i'm not going to do the right thing and it's that you know get back in your zone right get back into that space and um you know for me i find even it was i i was on clubhouse earlier i I host uh um every thursday i host a thing on Clubhouse called Mm -hmm. the Empowered Entrepreneur and it attracts people from all over the place. And there was a lady from Texas in there and we were talking about the enough, you know, and how, you know, we never think we're enough. Like, Mm -hmm. when is it that we'll actually get there and, you know, arrive? And if I've learned anything about entrepreneurship, it's like celebrate along the way, because the next step is going to be different and the next step is going to be different. Right. And, and you're not going to arrive and be like, huzzah, I have arrived. That's just not how it works.
0: And Terry, you know, it's funny to say that because um, in my life, uh, in 2003, I lost one of my best friends. He was 34 years of age. Brilliant, brilliant businessman. Um, partnered with him in two businesses and stuff at the time and lost him. Uh, I was staying at his house while he was on vacation with his wife in Mexico that he came back in a body bag and she came back. And when she got back to the house, she said to me, I mean, he had a Porsche of a Ferrari. Now, I'm not into cars now like I was then. She had to ask me where the keys were to the Porsche of Ferrari because he never told his wife. I had to go get them for him. That's how close a friend I was with this guy. She hands me the keys to that Ferrari and she said, go take it for a ride. I did. It was an enjoyable ride. It was a cool car, right? And all that stuff. When I brought it back, the best advice she gave me that is still, I mean, it still rings. Her name's Holly and it still rings in my head when she said it. If you ever get the chance to get your dream, do it. Don't put it off. And then she said, Richie had the chance to buy that Ferrari and he could have afforded to buy that Ferrari three years ago and he kept putting it off. He bought it, literally drove it four times. 3 weeks after he bought it he was dead.
1: Yeah. You and know. I just
0: yeah, I remember it because I I mean I bought I would I would later in 2000 uh, no, 2011 I would buy my dream Harley Davidson. And my wife and I literally it was like on the edge we could afford it on the edge. And we did it. Most of us will put off that dream like you said and all right and that's exactly what came to mind when you said that to me. I'm like wow put, don't put it off. You, you, you don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what tomorrow's guarantee. Even this pandemic has got to be the one place to say that. All right. That we don't know what tomorrow brings, you know, and I'm sure, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things you've probably helped your clients with, you know, guys, if now's not the perfect example, of you don't know what tomorrow brings, I don't know what is.
1: Yeah. When I was in cancer treatment, my, um, My radiation oncologist told me that a lot of people, women, particularly when they're faced with this at the age of four, I was 41 when I was diagnosed, um, they'll take a look at every rock in their riverbed and they'll pick it up and they'll be like, is this serving me? Is this what I want for my life? And if not, they'll chuck it. And those rocks might be our relationships. They might be volunteer opportunities. They might be career. My career was the one that went for me. Um, you know, but a lot of my relationships also went by the way, by the wayside. It's like, what is, is this getting me the experience that I want for my life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, um, practice has, it has changed getting that. And, and it is a practice. It's like an every day looking at in, and every moment saying, is this going to be getting me closer to what it is that I want mm-hmm. or you know fulfilling me in a way that I want for my life or am I am I just going to be putting in the time and effort and not doing that and I spent so many years like I worked in my previous career I was there for 10 years and just like miserable and toxic and it wasn't so much that it was toxic it's that I became toxic yeah. and then you know god whapped me over the head and said okay well <laughs> here here you go. (laughs) Right. And it was it it, for me, it was an eye opener to the life that I was living the stress that I was putting my body under my and myself. Um, You know, at that point, I didn't know if my relationship with my husband would survive it, because a lot of relationships don't survive that and did. I mean, I is way stronger than it ever was before. And but the big thing was, I really figured out who I wanted to be who do I want to be in my life? And, uh, I really hope that people that it doesn't actually take, it doesn't actually take any kind of diagnosis or tragedy or trauma for people to have that mirror put up in their face. Like, yeah. Why, why does it have to take something like why that? Wait that long?
0: To, yeah, why, You're right. Why wait that long? We should never wait that long. I love <laughs> it. So, um, and you know, I, and, 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 that's not. I mean, that's not a journey I really asked you about much today, and I probably should ask you about that because it sounds like it was a defining moment in your life. All right, going through that that yeah, journey. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. And I, and I, you know, I, I, well, any kind of any any time dealing with cancer. All right, and in any fashion. All right. Um. You know, my wife had a skin like a, a skin cancer on her arm. All right, but they said the word cancer, and I went. White as a ghost, and then she's and then she was. Don't tell anybody. I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want anybody to know. And I'm like, yeah. I, in my mind, I'm going, oh my god, what am I? Oh my god, what am I going to do if you're you're not here? I can't I can't live without her here. Exactly. I'm proving that right now. She's in Boston for two weeks, opening up a new store, and I'm here by myself. And this morning, I damn near passed out before I went. Oh, I forgot to eat. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without my wife. Anyway, um. Mm-hmm but that's it. It's like, it's a defining moment that really, uh, really messes with you. Um, and, and, uh, do you talk to many women's groups about that and talk
1: about your journey? I have, mm-hmm. I try not to, I mean, and you know what, I'm an open book. People can ask me any question anytime. I just totally my, I'm, I'm there to be a support person for whoever is needed.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, you know, I find, I do get a lot of people saying, Hey, I have a friend um, you know, how, how can I support them or can you talk to them? Um, and I do, I absolutely do, but I also don't focus on that. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and it's totally, for me, it's something I don't go woo very often, but what you focus on grows. And so I really don't want, <laughs> I don't want to back. So yeah. I don't, I try not to, and I, that's what I found mostly when I was because I actually, um, I don't know if I've already said this, I may have said this already, because I know I've said it today, but I'm not sure if it was on this call. Um, but when I was coaching cancer survivors, I had a program called Pivot from Survive to Thrive. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. Before Pivot became a word in, you know, this, just so you know, I had it first. Um, in before
0: before it was a four-letter word. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and so um, I had... Uh, this program and what I found was and and it could have been just the people that had signed up for that program to begin with that they were not ready they weren't ready to have that next move forward they were they wanted to kind of stay in there Mm -hmm. but for me I had a moment where I um have you ever heard of Tofino no
0: I have not yeah
1: it's the west coast of Vancouver Island it's this magical place and um it's like a wild crate like really wild beach okay Mm -hmm. it's a town on the west coast of vancouver island tons of tourists come to to experience this space and it's um i went out there for a week and i had this you know scream at the wind kind of moment Mm -hmm. where i realized that i didn't want to talk about it anymore i didn't want to talk about cancer i didn't want to talk i didn't want people to be coming up to me going hi how are you doing and me being like, oh, today's a really bad day. I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want it in my life. I didn't want the conversations. And I didn't. And, and I was going to move forward into a different space. I had to have that moment where I really went, wow, you know, I have a sticky on my wall. I have, I have lots of stickies. I'm a sticky girl. I have all these stickies. But the one that speaks to me the most, it says, am I creating the experience that I want right now? Mm -hmm. And at any given time, I can say to myself, you know, is what I'm doing right now, getting me closer to what it is that I want for me and who I want to be. And so, um, hi people.
0: That was Robert. We had Tony, Tony popped in too. I did.
1: I saw that. Hey, Tony. Uh, but yeah, like, am I creating the experience that I want right now? Am I creating the experience in my business? Am I creating like, um, um, you know when you're thinking about a wedding and you're like Momzilla,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: <laughs> right. No, i no, no, have
0: not experienced it personally, but I've seen it.
1: You've <laughs> seen it you know, like I don't want to be that. And it's funny. I have my, both my boys now have girlfriends, and I'm we're at the getting to know them stage, right? And my kids are terrified that I'm going to be like, so you know, tell me, are you experiencing creating the experience you want right now? Like, let's talk about your future. <laughs> and that's not what I want because I'm too busy thinking about me going. Who do I want to be as a potential one day, not necessarily with these girls, no stress, no pressure, but you know, as far as a Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) mother-in-law, if that ever happens, you know, creating that relationship from the beginning, I have the opportunity to create a different type of relationship than I would um, be that I would, if I were just like, Hey, welcome to the house. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to cork in the ocean, float along and just wait for the world to toss me the way that I want to, or that it wants to.
0: It, it, it's interesting to, to see, to see the journey you've been on with this. And you know what I mean? We do, we do have things that guide us and we do have things. I like how you explained that, the, you know, some of the women going through the cancer or most of the women going through the cancer, like to go through the rocks and throw out what they don't want. And I like how you just gave the example of it. Listen, I just want, this is what I don't want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that becomes huge in our lives when we decide what we don't want and go, okay, I need to eliminate it. Um, and you know, mine, yeah, mine came at nine years of age when dad got laid off and I realized we weren't going on vacation that summer. And I'm like, I don't want that job thing. I can tell you that right now. I don't want that job thing, but it's funny how it's always something like that. That defines us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and, and and makes us go, okay, line in the sand. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I
1: think a lot of people allow other factors to be, to draw that line. Mm-hmm. So when I was just saying about the, being a cork in the ocean, like yeah. floating along like a cork in the ocean, it just depends which way you're going to go. So many people go through life like a cork in the ocean. And at some point you want to be able to take the reins mm-hmm. and choosing and being intentional and being super clear about what it is that you want. Yeah. So and what are the results you want to get in your life, whether it's, you know, not allowing things to trigger you, like even if in a relationship saying, OK, normally when you say something like that, I respond in a certain way. But I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that anymore. How can we do this differently? Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And that's it. I mean, I love it. And, and it looks like, you know, you've spent the past few years digging through that, even through COVID, which is great. So, uh, I have one question. I almost, I always like to ask though, uh, Terry. Um, when I and this, this is because something happened to me when I was 21 years of age. Is I had a boss who gave me advice on the job, which turned out to be life advice. And basically, he was telling me to, uh, you know, run the job like I own the company. All right, and, and that has caused me to take ownership of everything I've done my entire life. When you were younger, did someone give you a piece of advice that's like still cements in your head, and you go, okay? Do it in it. I got to do it in this. Got to do it in this.
1: For me, um, I would say (laughs) I have so many. How do I choose? Um,
0: That's a good thing, by the way. Yeah,
1: it is. But, you know, I'm thinking about a defining moment where I had, speaking of bosses, Mm -hmm. a super defining moment for me. I went to her with an idea for something and she said, Terry, it's not in your job description to be innovative. And that was a turning point for me where I was like, wow, I'm in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And now every time I have a situation where I'm innovative, because I am at the core creative, I'm a creative warrior. Like I will, that's what I do. And um, if I'm not in that, then I'm like, okay, there's a flag. This is a flag that this is not the way that I'm intended to go.
0: Yeah. And that, that is a huge one. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I think most people, most people, a lot of people who are even on the call today are right. Probably have never, ever uh, gotten to the point where they realize, you know what I mean? Hello guys. That's, that should be the wake up call. When you get things that say, you're not going to go the way you're, you're meant to go. All right. That should be a defining moment in your life where you go, okay, I got to find a way out of this one. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure you didn't quit on the spot, but you probably went, mm, it's probably to def- Time to find someplace else to work. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, totally. And actually, that was that was before the the job that I left that was toxic. Actually, that one got me into that other one.
0: (laughs) Well, I had before I started my car wash, Terry, I worked for a truck repair shop here in the Dallas area. I managed it and everything. And uh, like uh, like I said, I got to take care of myself. I've got a form of epilepsy, so I got to take care of my health. I've got to watch what I eat, got to be maintain things. And I was so stressed out that I wasn't eating, wasn't taking my medicine and I had a seizure. And my boss had to get on his plane from Florida and fly up here to Texas so that he can help take care of the business because they ran the guy who was running the business off in an ambulance. And he basically sat there when I come back from the ambu- from the, being at the hospital. He sat me down and he said, you know, we were able to hide this up until now. We can't hide it. And uh, it was within 24 hours I came back and went, I hate working here. And he said, good. Now that you've admitted it, let's find somebody to replace you. Mm-hmm. And he, you know I mean? He, and, and I was scared to admit it. And most of it, most of people won't admit like where you are in that point. All right. They won't admit like, because they're scared of what's going to happen. Yeah, I was scared. The second I admitted it, he went, okay, great. I, I need you to help me to find somebody and train them to run your job. And he, and he said, and then anything you want, I will help you get it. And literally until that man died, he was there. Anytime I made a phone call to that man. Hey, you know, Dan, I need so-and-so. Sure. He made a phone call and get it for me. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, and I was scared to tell him. And the man became one of my greatest assets for being an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah. One of the questions that I also refer to um, is a Mel Robbins quote, does this energize you or does it deplete you? Mm -hmm. And um, following the energy will get the alignment and the flow going way faster than
0: you know, trying to force your way through. Yeah, yeah we, I use a a, 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 a a compliment or contaminate guideline. If you come into my life, all right, and I see you as a relationship that's going to contaminate what I'm trying to do with my life and where I'm trying to go, bye. But if you're going to compliment what I'm going to do or what I'm trying to do, great, let's let's work, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's my meter for who I let into my life or what I let into my life now. All right, and I, I'm sure you probably are. You, I'm sure you're probably doing stuff with that with your clients as well right now.
1: Yeah, totally, yeah. totally.
0: So this has been a long conversation. I, I didn't realize, what, you know what I mean. I usually try to go 45 minutes, and uh, we're a little bit over time. But anyway,
1: <laughs> That's okay. we had
0: too much fun. So we have had fun. We've been serious. Anyway, what uh, Terry is the best website that people can connect with you because they're stuck like a duck. Uh,
1: it's actually www.unstuckduck.ca. Mm-hmm. is my website. Um, .com will put you to .ca. I'm in Canada though, so unstuckduck.ca. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good, good website. You know, I thank you're coming
0: on here being honest with all of our people here. And uh, yeah, I mean, do you have an offer on there for them or a or a, uh, a newsletter or something?
1: Yeah, I have a freebie. Uh, it's prevailing, over, blah, 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 blah. putting off your purpose, prevailing over procrastination. Um, It's basically a procrastination guide. I also offer free duck row analysis for those people who are looking to get their ducks in a row and want to see kind of an assessment of so you can go on there and book a free call with me. Um, I'm also on all social platforms at unstuck duck Mm -hmm. and um, I have a Facebook group called The Empowered Entrepreneur from the Muck to the Magic that I would love it if people would join.
0: Cool, cool. So. Well, it's been fun having you on, but before you go, I have a little game I want to play. Fun, fun. Yep. We, we we end our broadcast with a fun game, and I've got nine questions specifically for the unstuck duck.
1: Okay. Let's do
0: it. All right. Number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Star Wars. I love Star Wars people. They're just so cool. So number two, dress up or yoga pants?
1: Yoga
0: pants. Uh, you have yoga pants on right now, don't you?
1: Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you don't have anything on, don't tell us. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was gonna stick my leg up in the air, but no, nope, it's good.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's stick with that. All right, when we get to go back out again, are you gonna be a heels girl or a boots girl? Boots. Ah, I love it. Like 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 the boots we wear here in Texas are work. No,
1: boots? we wear blundstones.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, okay. We gotta find out. What's blundstones? I don't know.
1: Oh, uh, well. They're kind of, they're a type of boot. They're they're pretty clunky work boot type of boots, but they're very West Coast Canadian boot. Oh,
0: wow. I'm going to have to look that term up now, huh? -hmm. All right. So then when you come to Texas, let's go down and move on. When you come to Texas, are you going to have a taco or a hamburger? Taco. I love taco people. When you get up in the morning, coffee or tea?
1: I don't drink either. I'm okay. A, Beer yeah, or wine? Okay. <laughs> wine. <laughs> but not for breakfast.
0: Hey, going to say, hey, that's a pretty good breakfast, but no.
1: I so live in Canada, Canada, Canada so I've, I've got to ask money. this one. Mm-hmm. Snowball fight
0: or water balloon fight? Snowball fight. Oh, you're you're like my first snowball fight in a long time. Well,
1: to be fair, I don't like wasting balloons. Yeah. <laughs> the environmentalist in me just goes, "No." Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: The next one, only because uh, I figured out that you were a hockey mom, is, is I got to say, what's your favorite NHL team, the Red Wings or the Canadians? The Red Wings. I love it. A Canadian,
1: yeah, who's a. No, okay, so just hang on a second. Okay. Uh, there's four family four family members. Yeah. I'm a Red Wings fan, diehard Red Wings fan. My husband's an Oilers fan. My sons are Chicago and Boston. Okay. Cool. There are no Habs fans in my family. Mm-hmm. None. And in fact, you know, there's a couple teams that we specifically will not cheer for. The Habs are number one, okay. to be honest. Dallas is another.
0: Uh, why? It's because we moved from Minnesota down here, right? Yeah.
1: Well, it's because of that always hitting the Edmonton Oilers first round.
0: Oh, wow. So I have over the years, I'm not like I'm not like a super fan. I don't have but I've gone to a lot of games. I lived in Boston in the 80s when the Bruins went to the Stanley Cup. I lived in Philly, all right, when the Philadelphia e- Philadelphia Flyers went to the Stanley Cup. The first year I moved to Dallas, the first time Dallas goes to the Stanley Cup and wins. And I'm like, yeah, but
1: Fred Hull was in the crease.
0: Yeah. That was, I mean, that was 22 years ago. I mean, I haven't been back, but anyway. Okay. Uh, but when I know when I, I'm not a sports fan either, by the way, uh, Terry, but when I moved here, I had the idea moving from Philly to Dallas. I said, you know what would be really cool in life is to live in a town that wins a Super Bowl, that has a Super Bowl team. Like they win the Super Bowl in a celebration. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys have not been back to like the second round of the playoffs since I've moved here 22 years ago. Wow. However, the city that I left that I'm a fan of in the NFL, if I've ever had a fan that had never been to the Super Bowl, won at Super Bowl finally.
1: There you go. Yeah. I'm a Packers fan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, well, well, being the North, all right. I, I can see that. All right. But I really, I, I threw out there, uh, I, I had no idea that you were a Red Wings fan and I was trying to throw in, I was trying to put in two teams and I was trying to put like, which was the better team thinking that like, maybe you were going to go because I know the Canadians have won more championships in the Red Wings. All right. And I was trying to play that game, but we'll see.
1: Anyway. It's okay. I, I, you know what? So Brendan Shanahan, if he's listening to your, podcast. Yeah. Uh, or if anybody knows Brendan Shanahan, Brendan Shanahan is my soulmate. He just doesn't know it yet. And my son is actually named after him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's not weird and awkward at all. Uh, suddenly I'm going to get like this tap, tap, tap. Hey. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. So <laughs> let's move on to the last two. The con- that, Now we're going to move to the controversial questions.
1: Great. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll at your house or under? Over over. All right. That, oh, there's that, nothing
1: controversial about that. That's just the right way.
0: Oh, oh no, no, no. Terry, <laughs> I have had the people on this show who are like all like, you know, rainbows and sunshine and unicorns and love. And why can't we just all get along? And I asked that question and fangs come out. Okay. Uh, and I'm like shocked. Right. But the best answer, the best answer is this girl, Cami last year had, and she was a single girl. And she said, listen, that's a, my dating parameter. If I go to a guy's house and we're dating and I change that toilet paper from under to over three times, we, I break up. This relationship's going nowhere.
1: <laughs> I can see that.
0: So, uh, And I had Scott McCain on the show once. And Scott said, oh, when I worked in my radio days, you used to ask that question and the phone lines would light up. <laughs> anyway, My last one, boxers or briefs?
1: For me or for someone else?
0: Hey, you pick whatever you want. I'm not picking, you know what I mean, you know. Well, do you like to see them or you like to wear them, I don't care. Boxers. Okay, yeah. I, I actually did have a, a gentleman on about three weeks ago, and we actually had the show went on for an extra 20 minutes while we talked about what, what underwear we wear. And I'm like, only on my show can you get two guys talking about the underwear they're wearing. <laughs> anyway. um, one more time, Terry, tell them your website so they can come find you. Make sure uh, the people on the audio can hear it as
1: well. Okay. Visit me at www.unstuckduck.ca. And uh, I'm on all my socials at unstuckduck. Cool.
0: Well, thank you for being on the show today. I've really appreciated getting to know you uh, live on camera.
1: <laughs> it's great to meet you, Tim. Thanks for having me. You, cool.
0: cool. Hey, to you guys, the listeners, I want to thank you for being here today. Go to unstuckduck.ca. Check out Terry. Hey, and if you know uh know somebody who's kind of stuck in the in, in the muck right now, I understand she's got some things that can help you out. I think she may even actually have ways for you to connect to her with a free newsletter, all right. Uh, you know, a zoom call she does, a Facebook group. I think this is the place you need to go to get unstuck. Just saying. I'm Tim Gillette. Be sure, sure to subscribe to our show on wherever you get your podcast, as well as our YouTube channel, youtube.com/slash Tim Gillette. And I'll be back with another cool person real soon. In the meantime. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.